You're listening to Inside the Boardroom. Hey folks, welcome to Inside the Boardroom. This is the second episode of a video interview and podcast series that delves into company culture, remote work, productivity, and the future of work. Along the way, it will touch upon themes such as employee wellness, organization building, virtual offices, talent acquisition, retention, and among other things. The show will feature conversations with founders and leadership that is deliberate about building great workspaces, advocates for remote work, academics and journalists who investigate the future of work and pioneers building products that shape team culture and define modern workplaces. While the subject is given the serious treatment it deserves, we won't hold back on the wit and humor that accompanies everything we do at board. So here again, and I am Jatin Saini, Community Manager at Board, and Inside the Boardroom is a production from the Team Building Board. The pandemic was an accelerant of remote work, and we decided to build tools that help remote teams build happier workplaces. As a gaming company, we thought the best way to recreate the camaraderie of an office environment and a water cooler experience virtually was through games. Board is a suite of games for remote teams that care about building a strong culture. It's currently available only on Slack, but we'll be we'll be on the web in just a few months, very very soon. All right, so so let's let's dive in, shall we? On today's show, ladies and gentlemen, the guest is just about to be on the screen. On today's show, we have Suchita Salwan, founder and CEO of LBB, aka Little Black Book. LBB is integrating technology and community to power discovery-led commerce for retailers. It's a marketplace for creative customers looking for something different to add to their everyday lifestyle needs. With a community of over 22 million members using Little Black Book to discover and ship from over 100,000 unique and special products and brands. With LBB, you can explore the experiences that you've been dreaming about. Almost like a little book for a beautifully curated life, if I may say. When my colleague Justin knew of this, he was kicking himself for not trying it out. Now Justin and I went into a competition such as for helping each other with a cocktail recipe. While I jumped on LBB for ten easy cocktail recipes to make at home, he regretted the hours he spent struggling on the web. So don't be like Justin, but you can be like me and explore LBB. I I, I hope I did some justice uh, introducing Little Black Book. Could could you share a little bit more about your brand? Uh, yes, you did, man, and I love the energy and the enthusiasm. This is this is what we need, man. On on Friday, especially, this is what we need. Uh, no, I think you captured us, uh, you know, fairly well. And I think what we're really proud of at LVB is uh, uh, is the way in which uh, we're actually evolving how customers shop online, right? And uh, and instead of you know always. Um, pushing products or brands down customers throats i think i think a lot of what we've been able to do is uh, really recreate the experience of going to a market or you know going to a mall and having fun with the content with the videos playing games as you you know go about it uh, uh, and and also most importantly discover, discovering something different and something awesome so great job on the intro man we would now want to know about you as well let's turn those tables a little bit where did you kind of go and say hey You tell me a little bit about yourself. That's exactly. I think every interview would start with you when you know you're recruiting and getting more people onboarding your team. This time, let's turn that a bit. And how about you tell us a little bit about you? Let's get to know Suchita. Oh my God, where do I begin? Um, I have a mom and a dad. uh as do most humans uh no but uh, jokes aside uh, uh i think uh, a little bit about me i uh, i i don't know man i graduated 
with a degree in economics. I have worked at Wiscraft. I've worked at the BBC. Um, I started LVB as a passion project. It started out as a Tumblr blog. And of course, you know, uh, it is uh, a exponential evolution from what it was. Uh, I love coffee. Uh, I love all things home. Uh, I love talking to our customers. Uh, I am usually as enthusiastic as you are when I'm on the other side of conversations like this. So, yeah, I'm just like a, you know, I'm just a generally a high energy, high octane uh, a person who uh, fortunately, you know, uh, is doing something that she's genuinely very, very interested in. So, so, so that's me in a nutshell. Love that. Love that. Love that, that, you, that you, you're you also super energetic. And I know this because I've seen a lot of your content wherein you're, you're, you call industry professionals and you talk about their experience and the work that they do. I love your videos. Now, we would want to swiftly move towards a segment where we generally do want to talk about about culture, about how you're building it. So to begin with, the first question I was to ask you, it would be how do you look at, uh, at, at company culture in general? And how would you describe the culture at, at LVB? So I think, you know, um, unfortunately, a lot of the conversations around culture are very like nuanced in the American context. And I think, uh, you know, um, a, a lot of the narrative that needs to change around culture is it needs to be contextualized to, you know, either the kind of industry that, that, that you're in or the kind of company that you're building or even the context that you have, right? Um, I think when I have to define culture, I would say culture is what culture does. Uh, culture is, you know, um, the outcome of, you know, everything from the values that your organization has to, uh, you know, the efforts that you put into um, honing talent and retaining talent. Uh, I, I think for me, that's really that that's really what it is. So culture is what culture does. Um, I think, uh, you know, we've all read um, uh, Netflix's culture manual and, you know, there are multiple different points of inspiration. Uh, but but uh, at the end of the day, culture's best manifestation and representation is how people who work in an organization treat its customers, treat its users, treat its merchants. Um, and if I had to look at that in the context of LBB, I think I think one thing that I love about our company is that we really go out of our way to make you know, our users, our customers, and our merchants very happy. Um, and I think you know, that to me is what culture does at LBB, which is we go the extra mile we make you know 20 phone calls we bend over backwards we do whatever it takes to make our users happy um and if i could just give you a very simple example right like recently um there was this order that was placed on lbb uh, for a merchant who wasn't uh, delivering to the location where the customer is based right. out of and uh, you know typically any average customer support person would do what they cancel the order saying you know sorry this merchant doesn't deliver to your uh, location right. we'll be issuing a refund immediately uh, not LBB's customer support, right? Uh, my customer support uh, colleague, he got in touch with a merchant, figured out that they have a warehouse in, uh, you know, in the city where the customer was located. Um, and, you know, we fasted the order from the warehouse of this merchant to the customer. Uh, and I think for me, that is our culture in action, right? Uh, really not taking no for an answer and doing whatever it takes to make both your merchant as well as your customer happy. Uh, so just a small example, but culture is what culture does. It is, uh, it, it is beautiful to have heard that story. What I do want to know an offshoot really, really quick. Um, uh, did, did you guys cover the story or, or publish it somewhere internally on a Slack channel or anywhere? Uh, how, how did you get to know as a founder about the, the, the entire story that this was happening and your team was kind of like really uh, you know, working hard for this? 
I think uh, you know uh, one I was I, I end up doing you know daily order reviews with my colleagues and and this you know story sort of came out over there. Uh, I think this is just one of the multiple different things that my colleagues do uh, in order to keep you know both our users as well as our merchants uh, as happy as we possibly can do. Uh, I think you know there's this um, there's this. Uh, uh, there's, there's, it's almost like uh, you know, celebrating things has become kind of convoluted, right? Because uh, now there's, there seems to be this like random pressure to celebrate any and everything that happens. And I think the, I think the problem with that is you end up trivializing the things that actually matter. So yeah. to me, celebrating this is not important because this should be happening on a daily basis. But the big wins, you know, uh, should be big wins for a reason. Uh, and I think uh, that's something that you'll see at LVV as well, which is. Um, you know, we're, we're not the first people to throw a party for every, you know, small thing that takes place. Uh, and I think that's what also helps us deliver on a great culture because you keep pushing the bar, you know, higher and higher and higher. I will now ask you, uh, you know, another question where I would want to know uh, a little bit more, but this time towards the struggle that usually, you know, uh, startups especially face when they are building their team. They would want to have diversity in it because, you know, diversity brings different perspectives and a startup could definitely use, uh, you know, a lot, a lot in all of the different ideas. So how does, how does LBB do this? How does LBB manage diversity within the organization? I think for us, you know, two things, uh, diversity comes pretty naturally to us for the very simple reason, uh, which is I care about it uh, and my co-founder Dhruv cares about it. And I think, you know, um, it's like you said, right, things happen when you really give a shit about making them happen. Uh, so I think as an organization, if you genuinely give a shit about, you know, being diverse and having different opinions on the table, you will do whatever it takes to, you know, uh, ensure that that outcome uh, takes place as you as you hire. Uh, I think for LBB, whether we... Um, it's not even by by design we have to be diverse and why do we have to be diverse by design because if you look at the verticals that lbb has right it has equal parts left brain and right brain so it has equal parts you know creative content community etc and it has equal parts uh, technology operations processes merchant onboarding um, and the thing is when you're building an organization that has these two you know actually very different layers um, you end up as a byproduct of doing the best job possible. You end up being diverse right. because uh, we were not a. So, for example, even if you look at our organization chart, uh, it's not like 60% of our team is, you know, technology and product led. Uh, we've got a fairly healthy skew in between, you know, um, content and brand, uh, marketing and customer acquisition operations uh, and of course technology product and data science so i think you know sometimes your the the problem statement of what you're trying to solve for uh, you know it, it just creates a system where you have no alternative but to be diverse because that's actually the best way to deliver you know excellence for both your customer as well as your you know merchant in our case because we're a marketplace uh, but uh, I, I i think for us you know we've never solicited being diverse i think it's more of for us to do a really good job of connecting unique brands and businesses with our millennial customers, we need both sides of both, you know, parts of this brain to coexist. Uh, and the thing that makes both of these, you know, both parts of these brains coexist is um, you end up pulling from very different walks of life, right? And you end up right. pulling from a very different cultural context because that's actually what your customer wants from you. 
um uh, and i think you know just just that has helped us uh, be more be more diverse i think organizations that struggle with this are usually ones that are you know very b2b focused or are very heavy on you know engineering and product um and for organizations like those uh, irrespective of the intent of the founder unfortunately you know less than 30% folks going to the iits triple iits of the world are female so uh in some scenarios it could even be like a top of funnel problem but we haven't faced issues like those because of the construct of our company and our organization structure so now what i do want to know from you specifically is is um how could how could uh, you know companies design better policies uh to attract and retain women I think maybe start by saying that I'm not doing this to retain women because um, yeah. you know um, I think uh, at some level uh, you know even I, uh, I I mean I don't take offense to it I really don't care that much but uh, but you know I I think at the end of the day uh, you know you should want to talk to a female founder not because she's female but because she's very good at her job right uh, yeah. so uh, you know um, uh, and and it was really interesting because uh, I remember that there was someone who reached out to me saying hey can you come for this because you know we don't have enough women and i'm just like bro you have the worst game you suck at tinder like figure your life out right because <laughs> this is this is not how you woo anyone right like you don't go to someone and saying bhai mujhe diversity chahiye to please aa jao because yeah. who the hell would you know no self respecting person would um, want to engage in a narrative or a conversation uh, you know like that so i think at the end of the day your reason to want diversity uh, shouldn't be because i need to prove to my management that i have 30 40% female participation right. blah blah bullshit bullshit it should come from there being an inherent need in your organization uh, you know to have more diverse opinions uh, to have so for example if i were in your if i were in your place right if i was running like board or whatever um my reason for wanting diversity is because all workplaces are not the same all workplaces are not a bunch of engineers sitting and coding right uh, all there are a significant amount of workplaces especially when you start expanding your audience uh, into the mumbai's and delhi's of the world which are extremely creative uh, right how do you uh, how do you get dense as a client you're not going to get dense as a client which you know has a significant amount of uh, uh, you know uh, female uh, participation in their workforce Uh, if you are you know designing only for you know an engineer um, uh, or like a you know small nifty team of engineers you're not going to be able to design for infosys if you only have you know in, uh, employees who graduated from the iims and iits of the world and you don't understand what the context of someone is who hasn't gone to a top b school or a top engineering yeah. school so your reason for wanting diversity should be because you will actually build a better product if you've got more voices in the room uh it shouldn't be because you know i need to fulfill abc xyz quota because you're not helping anyone in that in that case right um and i think what ends up happening is you know a lot of folks like me are a little like cheesed off with what is your like you know we we shouldn't be a i've worked my ass off i've you know done enough in my life to not be like a you know what i mean like and and it's not about me like even when even when we guys are um interviewing candidates no candidate wants to be made to feel like they are a you know diversity hire uh, you want yeah. to be in a room because you deserve to be there right you want to be in an organization because you're very good at your work uh, and i think when organizations stop looking at diversity as a thing that i need to do in order to write blogs on my medium and tweet nonsense 
um and when you start looking at diversity as you know what i need this because if i don't do this someone else is going to capture my market share um i think that's when you actually start problem solving for diversity in many 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 more interesting ways uh so i think somewhere the conversation needs to change the conversation needs to go away from uh you know let's talk about gender pay gap because it's fashionable uh to you know let's actually think about how do we create more interesting organizations that can solve for you know more types of problem statements versus uh you know creating very like unidimensional organizations which are a result of uh you know uh, predispositions either at the founders end or you know maybe predispositions vis-a-vis the type of customer uh, that you were you know catering to on on day one and you're therefore not able to expand market share because you have an idea of who your customer is but guess what who your customer can be is actually a larger addressable market than who you may be talking to today so uh, i think that's a way i'd you know I'd, i'd answer that question keeping my french aside obviously what are you doing for employee well-being at lbb across the board for everyone what are you doing for employee well-being what's happening at lbb so i think uh, i think we guys do you know uh, a lot um so everything from you know uh, mental health which is extremely important uh, to us and and i think unfortunately for better or for worse the pandemic brought about the realization uh you know that everyone's contexts are very very different right um and it's important to give people relief within their context instead of assuming uh, that you know uh, everyone has more or less you know 20% upar niche similar uh, uh you know social context as well so for example for us mental health was a you know large and significant area of conversation especially during both the first and the second wave uh, and uh, you know my colleagues in the hr team worked very closely in uh, tying up with an organization and helping a few folks from within our uh, you know um, colleague base to get access to therapists for those who you know obviously were vocal enough to want it uh, we also focus a lot on physical health so um, in the middle you know we guys organize a bunch of like fitness workshops and this that and the other um my colleagues and my especially in the hr team have done a kickass job of organizing games i think lvb is uh, you know uh, lv team lvb is like tambola masters uh, i haven't seen so much excitement around anything in my life compared to like lvb team playing tambola which is hilarious to watch and also super interesting uh and i think you know more than anything else wellness for people means multiple different things right wellness for a few people means uh you know uh, having um work life balance or whatever else right like having saturdays and sundays to themselves uh, wellness yeah. for other people means you know i don't want uh, like i i want to learn more so i'm trying to optimize as much as i can internalize and learn and for example um in that scenario we guys actually recently um uh, announced this uh, initiative where any book that you want to buy lbb will put the bill uh, the only thing that you have to do is uh, share like summary share a summary of that book uh, with all you know uh, uh, folks across the organization uh, very recently another colleague of mine wanted to sign up for a couple of courses on udemy which we paid the bill for so uh, i think for us you know like our uh, i won't even say culture but a lot of our values our values line are you know um employees and my colleagues being very interested in being very curious uh, and if you look at any of our initiatives around you know any form of health wellness uh, or happiness so to speak uh, they usually tie back in with some amount of learning uh, and some amount of you know access to interesting people who we can all uh, you know learn from and improve uh, ourselves my eyes just went like what 
what? You're getting free books. You're getting free courses. What are we looking at? And especially on the Dambola note, I would so like, uh, I wish I had a chance to experience that. Also, I say stuff like this on these interviews so that the founders like, hey, you can come and join us. I'm going to say, hey, you can come and join us. Except Justin. Yes, I'm coming join you guys. Chance. <laughs> okay. So, as we talked about wellness, um, you know, it's about it's about doing just more that, like you said, it's it's more than just work. It's about what you really want to do. First, for someone, it can be, hey, I do want to learn more and I do want to like, spend my time uh, on, on probably picking up a few more skills. For somebody else, it can be that, hey, I did that. And now for me, this is the balance time. I do want to spend some time on my personal shorts. So that's about it. While hiring has become a major challenge, there's limited talent and a huge demand that has resulted in skyrocketing salaries. So how does LVV attract and retain talent? And how do you think early age startups could, could, could do the same? So I think for us, um, uh, you know, a couple of things, foundational elements for any founder should be that uh, not all of your talent is going to stay, number one. And the second is not all of your talent needs to stay, right? Um, uh, there are some cases where a natural churn is actually great. So, for example, uh, in our content teams, right, um, it's actually good when people leave because you need that freshness and content coming in, right? You need that freshness of perspective coming in uh, versus, say, for example, in our, you know, um, client facing teams. Uh, so, for example, like in our ad revenue teams where actually stability is paramount because at the end of the day, you know, like our enterprise clients would be our large scale clients um, would be, uh, you know, uh, businesses where a lot of the transactions come through multiple rounds of conversation, you know, multiple sort of touch points. And, and that really is a relationship game. Right. So I think what's really important for founders to do. And um, and this is why I find a lot of the uh, conversations around culture very convoluted, because there are some you know, basics of running an organization that people don't speak very independently about uh, and speak and don't speak very, you know, freely about. Um, and I think this is one of those, right? Not everyone in an organization is or even needs to be irreplaceable. Uh, as a founder, you need to figure out what part of my organization do I need to be very like core where I want consistency, I want the same talent, um, you know, where churn actually comes at a higher cost um, at a later point in time and what part or what teams within my organization uh, for, for which, you know, churn's a good thing. Uh, and I think this is really, really important because, you know, uh, uh, I, while I appreciate the analogy of a startup being a home and this, that, and the other, uh, I don't look at LVD as that, right? I don't look at it as my home. I don't, you know, like people say things like, uh, oh, you know, your startup is like your baby. I don't have kids. I don't like child references, you know, or, or any of that. Um, and not for any other reason. It's, you know, like at the end of the day, the amount of energy and passion that you bring, uh, you should be able to bring it to anything that you do. It doesn't matter if the organization is yours, if it's someone else's. Um, if you look at the way I work today, I work with equal enthusiasm and like, you know, equally obsessive, even in my past two jobs. So I think what I'll start out by saying, uh, you know, uh, though you asked a very specific question is, uh, you know, everyone is not irreplaceable. Um, uh, uh, everyone is not, you know, going to be the end all and be all of your organization. Even as you grow and develop, right, there are parts of your organization that will change. Uh, there was yeah. a point in time where the most important team in our organization was our content team. Uh, but now what's actually extremely important in our organization is our recommendations team, right? Which is a mix of our visual merchandising team, our, you know, technology and our product team, right. our UI UX team, as well as our data team. 
so i think i think you know what matters to an organization changes over a period of time and and i think and those are one of the fundamental truths of organization building that not enough people speak candidly about right um and now tying that back into your hiring question the question that you want to ask yourself is you know on a scale of 0 to 10 how important is this candidate um within my ecosystem and also how much time am i willing to give this candidate uh you know to really grow within my organization there are some people who get the job on day one and they start running right those are the best kind of people to work with because uh you know like they just get it right like it magic happens when someone just gets it and you don't have to explain you know yourself 200 times uh, to yeah. someone um but there are other people who may take a little bit of time to show you know their understanding of the job to be done the role that they have and their capability of delivering on it um and i think you know as an organization you need to be clear of you know where are the areas where you are willing to be flexible and where are the areas where you are like unwilling to be flexible right where like yeah. results are absolutely paramount so for example for any revenue team you usually find organizations being extremely inflexible when it comes to revenue teams right where i can't give you one year to show me results you need to get the ball rolling sooner than later uh, but you know basically right. say for example another team which could be your product near design team where uh, where actually taking time and being patient is paramount in that person being able to show success um and i think that's why you know at lbb we've been able to find a very good like jugal bandi in between the both because uh, you know my co-founder drov he is technical right he is your like carnegie mellon you know uh, engineer information systems blah blah like that's his th- that's his domain and i think um, you know and for someone like me who's very right brain working very closely with someone who for whom patience is extremely important in order for them to show results is a really good counterbalance to someone like me whose background is in operations and in brand where actually speed of execution is more important than you know the patience that it takes to show results so yeah. uh, i i think in hiring it's very very important for you to be clear on day one right like is this someone who will take time or is this someone who won't take time now as an organization can i afford for jatin to take time to sort this out or do i need this right. immediately and accordingly look at you know onboarding people how we retain talent and you know i'm like really proud to say that most of the team that works directly with rubini has worked with us for in between 3 to 6 years and we're um, about a 6 year old company um and i think for us um, you know the biggest win has been uh in working with people who are highly adaptable uh you know we've also gone through our own journey right we started at point x we transformed very quickly uh, you know to point uh, right. y and z um and i think at the end of the day what you want is you want to reward for the thing that actually makes your organization great um and it was very interesting i was working with a um i was working with an hr consultant uh, recently we just had one or two sessions with her uh and she actually asked me she said you know uh, who do you want to uh, who do you want to mirror your culture uh, against uh and this was back when i think amazon was the shit um and like you know everyone was talking about like amazon's efficient culture and this that and the other so uh, obviously i very flippantly said you know amazon of course they understand efficiency and she had this really interesting counter argument where she said you know no you need to be like netflix you need to create a culture of creativity um and to have a culture of creativity whether it's my engineer or my operations guy or you know literally someone sitting in my creative team the right. only way to create a culture of creativity is if the person 
who you're working with is highly adaptable to change uh, because that's what all very good creative people are at right they're very adaptable to change they you know are more customer obsessed than they are obsessed with their own worldview of how things need to be so i think i think for us the our biggest ability to retain has been you know by creating by rewarding adaptability by rewarding folks who genuinely are able to move from one division to another with very little friction with a very ground up organization so most people who are leading teams uh, across lbb have literally grown up at lbb right uh, there are very few people who are like implants um and i think for us you know that that's that's really what it comes down to which is you want to reward for that value that makes your organization successful uh, in some cases the value could be efficiency uh, which you know and consistency which for example you know maybe the case of amazon but in organizations like us or in organizations like netflix what i actually need is like consistently inconsistent right i need you to be really consistent with your work yeah. but i need to thoroughly enjoy inconsistency because such is the nature of the customers who even we're dealing with uh, where even they are like millennial customers very inconsistent with what they want right but they consistently want good things they consistently want something different yeah so i think when you start looking at things through that paradigm how you think about hiring and how you think about retention uh, also evolves and changes uh, accordingly are you guys open yet are you operating from the office or what is happening right now uh, tell us a little bit about it so we guys uh, opened our offices um, i think as early as like june july the second the second we guys were allowed to open offices right. um, i think for multiple different reasons one you know um, uh, everyone doesn't lives alone or independently right so and for some folks they sort of you know mention how their productivity was getting hampered because you know they're they've got a lot going on at home and they're not being able to you know uh, Uh, create some amount of segmentation in between their work and their uh, and their life. So for them, actually coming to office is great because you get that little break from your um, own personal context, right? Um, I think for me, like I go to office two to three times a week. I end up meeting my colleagues, uh, you know, two to three times a week across different verticals. Uh, there are obviously some teams where you need them to meet more often than not. Uh, so, for instance, the kind of teams that I'm meeting are our, you know, our merchant teams, our ad revenue teams, a lot of our creative teams are, you know, um, coming together because uh, you you need you need other people to um, you need other people to thrive, especially when you're working in verticals like this, right? That that require a little bit of a conversation and a little bit of an idea right. exchange. Um, uh, but yeah, we haven't made it, uh, you know, compulsory. What is compulsory is you have to be double vaxxed. So if you don't have both your vaccines in place, you know, not happening. um uh, and uh, and it's just it's fun man i love being back like we had our town hall on wednesday and it was our first in person town hall in 18 months and it was just the best feeling in the world um uh, but yeah i i i love being back to work how has remote working worked for lbb when you guys were kind of like working you know through like thoroughly from 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 homes how was that going on i think uh, it's actually been great because i don't think there's anything that forces you know colleagues to trust organizations and vice versa as much as like remote working uh, i remember last year when the first lockdown was announced um, we guys were still doing like check in check out right on some whatever like dashboard yeah, yeah. situation uh, stop giving a shit within like you know two weeks of um, of that check in check out system because it just became kind of pointless right um, uh, and and I, and i think the the thing that it forced all of us to do uh, was just 
trust each other from the bottom of our hearts and not that it didn't exist earlier but it's you know one of the things when when you know that oh you know office mein milenge like oh we'll sort it out you know in office it's fine uh, what remote helps you to do is you know do two things very well one is prioritize what your um, day or week or your month needs to look like and i think the second thing that it does a very good job of is it creates the right kind of like guardrails i would say uh, for interaction uh, so for example you know like uh, even if you look at our like slack or our you know google hangouts chat all of us are still joking on chats right like we all have threads where we make you know like ha ah, do did you see this um or oh my god you know did you read this this is so interesting uh, but but i think i think for us like remote work was great because it just made you appreciate who you work with so much more um and it made you you know create the right like constructs of how do you create ecosystems of trust uh, right um exponentially more uh, and i think at the end of the day that's what work should be right uh, i think unfortunately there's a lot of like over indexing on are we friends do we like each other you know there's all yeah. of that like stuff that that gets into conversations around culture and i think that's where the conversations are slightly skewed because either the conversations represent a work environment which needs to be very like mushy mushy uh you know where everyone mm-hmm. needs to be friends with each other and hold pinkies and run into the you know horizon together or you know the construct of an organization ends up being very mechanical uh, right which is uh, which which uh, so think of the two extremes as like uh you know um a d2c brand versus like amazon right where where you where the general perception of culture is it either needs to be very like mechanical and operational and everyone has okrs and everyone has kras and kpis or you know it's the other extreme uh, and i think the magic happens in the gray area right the magic happens when you're not stressing over your okrs kras kpis is that any other uh, and neither you know neither in those scenarios where the conversation is so uncontextual uh you know um uh you you end up sort of like losing ways in which you can connect with someone who you may not have that much in common yeah. with um uh, and and i think that's where you know having a culture or having the kind of values where it's all streamlined towards you know um it's all streamlined towards an outcome of making your users making your merchants happy um I, I, yeah i think having a common north star goes a long way so i like that Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this right now, you now know if you're going to LBB, it's about following your passion. It's about being who you are and not worrying about if there's any sort of forced culture or you have to do some task or you have to like focus about those things. It's more or less just about being who you are and like exploring with people and and just taking your space and taking your time and uh, and going to office if you'd like because these guys are open and that's fun. Uh, but more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, as we close this uh, this this wonderful interview that we had this with this marvelous person, uh, I would want to say this that they are installing Bosch today on their Slack and they'll be very very soon inviting us again for a Super Bowl event for all the LBB people. Okay, I just kind of like did yes. over that, but I would love to come and do do an event for you guys. Please invite us. Yes, done and done.